Good afternoon, beautiful people. Welcome to episode number 42 of Sports Bar Talk. This podcast is absolutely loaded. Baseball's back, and an MMA fighter lost his finger. Shout out to Anders for that beat drop. Welcome to Sports Bar Talk. Yes, you heard me right. An MMA fighter lost his finger, and the fight, ironically, was in... So, in the MMA world, UFC is like the major leagues of fighting. They're the MLB of mixed martial arts. And then all there's all these smaller promotions like the minor leagues. So, Cage Fury happened to be the promotion that got the better of this. And this promotion is special to me because it's the local one. It's based in Philly and they have fights. They put off fights in Atlantic City and Philly. Occasionally, they go down to Birmingham, Alabama. But one of their fighters yesterday lost a finger mid-fight. Apparently, it was the finger went in his glove. He took a picture of it. Ironically, it was the middle finger um, that he lost. But apparently, he went to the hospital, and that baby is reattached. So, there you go. A grossing start to the podcast. But we got the best scene in the house, so let's dig into it. And if you've been following the NFL news circles, you are aware that we have a 17th game in the National Football League. Yes, that's right. You, we kind of saw this coming kind of last year. The NFL owners approved us to have a 17th game. It will be effective starting this season. It is beautiful. That we will have more football. As a fan, I'm more excited. We'll dive into the matchups here in a bit. I am excited for these matchups, by the way. We'll get to them in a bit. But, you know, there's pushback from the players. But they negotiated this in their CBA. They can't basically hold out now. They have to do it. And they're getting paid more. I did Last year, I gave a speech in my public speaking class saying why the NFL should not expand. But I've changed my mind. They're getting paid extra. It's not going to hurt their salary at all. It won't hurt teams on the cap. It'll just be applied as a signing bonus to the 17th game. Um, so, 17 games for each team. Uh, there was talks there'd be two buys. I believe there's only still going to be one, um, which is just awful. More international games. I believe that it's going to be like once every like six or eight years, a team, one NFL team... All the teams will play at least one international game in a span of six to eight years. So every six to eight years, you'll see the Steelers playing a game. Um, whether it be now, I know they'll continue the London games. Hopefully, where it's safe to have London games this year. Uh, I know they'll keep up the Mexico City game, and I believe they're also looking to expand. I've heard Germany potentially. I know Germans love American football, and I've also heard. Canada I know back in like the late 2000s like 2008 2009 the Bills always played a game up in Canada so it'd be nice I'd love to see Canada get an NFL team if the NFL were to potentially expand Toronto would be just a great market great sports fans um but we're not talking about NFL expansion so the season will begin on September 9th like it normally does that first or second Thursday in September Typically after week one of the college football season, 
The regular season, though, is going to be pushed back a week, so it'll end January 9th this time. That is when week 18, I believe, will commence. Since now we have 17 games, I believe it'd be week 18. The Super Bowl will no longer be the first Sunday in February. It will now be the second Sunday in February. So, Pro Bowl will now be the first Sunday in February. Super Bowl, second Sunday in February. And that falls, actually, I believe the next day. It's So, this year it's February 13th. I believe the next day is Valentine's Day. So, I can't wait for the first Super Bowl on Valentine's Day. Like... Who are you going to commit to that night? Are you going to commit to the lady? Or are you going to commit to the to your love of football? I know one thing. It'll be my love of football. We'll just go and celebrate Valentine's Day the night before or the next night. Well, probably on that Monday night because NFL honors. But um, the matchups for these games, they have the potential to be something special. Let's. Well, I'll go through some of these matchups for you. So... We'll start with the Patriots. Of course, they've had a monster free agency. They, next season, and we don't know when these weeks will be. Um, schedule releases, and it sounds like it'll be mid-May when the schedule gets released. And we'll dive into the schedule release when that comes, because it'll be in mid-May. But the Patriots and Cowboys will play each other. Should be a terrific game, especially if Cam Newton gets his form back. They've got some great results. Cam now has no excuses. He's got people to throw to. Um, and the Cowboys, big year for Dak Prescott, coming off of the uh, ankle contusion. How will he do? I think he'll be able to recapture his MVP-like form that he had going for him last season. And I think the Cowboys, they have a chance to win the NFC East. Just saying. In my opinion, they should be the favorites. Because I think they would have run away with the NFC East had Dak not gotten hurt last year. Other notable matchups. This has the potential to be a great matchup. Two young QBs. The Miami Dolphins and New York Giants. Daniel Jones to a tag of Iloa. Unless the Dolphins can somehow trade for Deshaun Watson, I don't think it's likely. But I would that has a potential to be a nice matchup. Oh, this might be my favorite out of all the matchups. We get to see the Cleveland Browns take on the Arizona Cardinals. The Browns, who look amazing, maybe they have a chance at coming out of the representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. They got Baker, they got Odell, they got Jarvis, they've got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Their defense is pretty solid. And then you got Arizona with Kyler, D Hop. Uh, they got Christian Kirk. They've got, I think they signed a big name running back. JJ is there now. Their defense looks like it's going to be one of the best in football. You don't know what, I can't wait for that game. It'll be in Cleveland. I go to school like an hour, an hour and a half from Cleveland. Might have to go watch the game. Would love to see. And by the way, I believe Baker and Kyler were actually teammates at Oklahoma in college because I believe... Well, yeah, because the year Baker came out, I think Kyler was the backup um, as well. Uh, Colts and Buccaneers is another game I, I think will be a good game. Uh, Brady versus Carson Wentz. We've never really seen. Well, we saw Brady versus Wentz once two years ago, 
It wasn't really that much of a good game. But now Brady with Gronk and that offense. Carson Wentz, is he going to be revitalized? He's with his best his coach that put him in his MVP form back in 2017. We'll see what happens. Should be a very interesting game. Titans and Saints. Of course, Drew Brees retires. So Jameis is the guy in New Orleans now, presumably. There will be a quarterback battle, though, between him and Taysom Hill. But I expect Taysom Hill to still be the utility guy that he is. Titans, yes, they lose Corey Davis and lose Johnny Smith, but they're still scary. Derek, they, they're a run-first offense. They got Derrick Henry. They have that guy, uh, Tannehill, a quarterback. I drew a blank on his name. That will be a very interesting game. That'll be in Tennessee, so expect the Tennessee faithful to be rocking. Uh, here's one I think a lot of people are excited because we've never gotten this before. We've been robbed of it two years in a row. The State Farm Bowl, Rodgers versus Mahomes. Yes, two years ago, these two teams played in the regular season, but that was when Mahomes was hurt, so Matt Moore filled in. Then, of course, Chiefs made the Super Bowl, but the Packers lost in the NFC Championship game two years ago. The same thing happened last year. So we finally get to see the State Farm Bowl between Aaron Rodgers and uh, Patrick Mahomes. By the way, all next week, I believe Aaron Rodgers is guest hosting Jeopardy. Now, I, I don't watch Jeopardy much unless my mom is watching it, but I might have to tune in to watch the AR-12 uh Host Jeopardy. I know he won the Celebrity Jeopardy like a couple years back or something like that. But, I, I you know, I used to not like Aaron Rodgers, but he did a uh, weekly spot during the season on Tuesdays on the uh, Pat McAfee Show, which you can catch on YouTube and SiriusXM Mad Dog Sports Radio Channel 82. And, you know, they would talk about football, but most of the time it was just casual conversations. It was, they were talking about any anything and everything. From UFOs to uh, science to the science spinning world championships, they would talk about anything and everything. Amazing. And AJ Hawk would join in on the conversations too. Former national champion with the Buckeyes, former Super Bowl champion was good bud is good buddies with Aaron. Um, so let's see other matchups. This has potential to be a good game. Justin Herbert versus Kirk Cousins. I'm talking Chargers Vikings, um, and Steelers Seahawks. What will the Steelers look like this upcoming season? Seattle. Will they get no line for Russ? I think Russ will stay. Um, there's rumors, but Russ will stay. Um, there. Okay, real quick before we pick our final four games. The PGA Tour is at the Valero Texas Open. Carl, Car I forget. The it's Vegas. I Camilo Vegas. Vegas is your leader. Well, it's a tie for first between him and Kong Sung Hoon out of South Korea at 7 under par. What else is new? Jordan Spieth in contention in 2021. He is tied for third right now with Rafa Cabrera Bayo and Scotty Scheffler. They are all at 5. Oh, no. Scotty Scheffler is tied for fifth. Never mind. So it's Spieth and Cabrera Bayo tied for third at 5 under par. Is this the tournament Spieth can win? We'll see what happens. By the way, Scotty Scheffler looks like he's proving all the doubters wrong because normally la last week when you go through such a grueling tournament as a match play tournament, you might 
lose your funk a little bit. You might be just drained. Maybe some golfers would take the week off and just get ready for the Masters. But not the case. So today's Friday. Second round coverage is on Golf Channel. The lead-in coverage Saturday and Sunday on Golf Channel. And then I believe at like 3 or 4 o'clock, NBC would pick up the coverage on Saturday and Sunday. And folks, we're one week away. The Masters. You'll get my Jim Nance impersonation next week. I'm so excited to bring it back. My Masters pick, I need to dig in, do my research. But there's a very good chance it could be the same pick I made in November. Go back and listen to that episode. You can find out who I picked. Did not go well for me, as I don't even think. He was kind of in contention on Sunday, but then he flew off the radar. Um, So that's PGA Tour. Final four is this weekend. We made it. Only one game has been knocked out because of COVID the whole tournament. We are, that is great news. It looks, we have three more to go. It looks like we're heading for the finish line. What I'm going to do, I'm going to pick the games. It's basically going to be the same format as I do picking football. I'll set the game up. We'll set the odds from our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'll give you the spread, the over-under, um... For both games. And one spread is particularly large. And one spread is particularly short. You can guess which game is the larger spread. It's probably. It's the latter of the two games. So. Let's dig in to the picks. By the way. Be on the lookouts. Maybe Sunday night or even Monday before the tournament game. I may drop a special 42.5 episode. Or 42B episode. There won't be any music. There won't be any fanfare. No food or the or slash restaurant of the week. It would just be me picking the championship game. I'd set the it'd be basically like we're about to do here. Set the odds up. Break down the important storylines in the game. Um, give you a pick. Um, so yeah, let's pick these games. The Houston Cougars take on. The Baylor Bears, right now, the spread is Baylor minus 5.5. The over-under, excuse me, is set at 134.5. So expect some defense. Both teams can play some defense, but Baylor has a high-powered offense. This will make for a fun, fun game. And Baylor, in my opinion, out of the four teams, is the best team To basically end Gonzaga's perfect run. And for them to end the perfect run, they'd have to win the national championship. Um, But Gonzaga looked, or Baylor and Houston. Houston plays terrific defense. They've got Coach Kelvin Sampson. This is Houston's first appearance in the Final Four since the notable Phi Slamma Jamma era in the 80s. Um, We will see what happens. Baylor, they can knock on Zaga off, as I mentioned. Um, it'll be very interesting to see. I think Baylor is a very good team. They have a great offense. They got a guy named Mitchell. He wears number 45, just like Donovan Mitchell. No relation. No relation. No relation between the two. Um, I think both teams have great offense. Well, Houston doesn't really have much good offense. They barely, they had a half-court buzzer beater in one of their final regular season games. 
It was a very interesting buzzer beater. Um, for Houston, they got to play defense. Baylor does have a good offense, and they mix it with great defense. That's why Scott Drew's team was so good this year. So, it's going to be... It's going to be very interesting to see can Houston play enough defense and play defense like they normally can, and can they generate just enough offense to beat Baylor and go to the championship game. And for Baylor, keep doing what you've been doing. Um, This will be be a fun game, I can tell you that. Um, I like Baylor, but I like Houston to cover. I think Houston will give them a game. But I think Baylor advances to the championship game on Monday night. Monday night's the championship. And we'll go over that here in a second. The second game. The Bruins from the first four to the final four. UCLA, but they get their toughest test yet in the tournament. As if the two Michigan teams were bad enough. They take on the number one overall seed, chasing perfection, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. The spread is Gonzaga minus 14. The over-under, 145 and a half. Here's how UCLA wins this game. Here's how the Bruins win this game. Mick Cronin's men. Here's what UCLA needs to do. And let me generate my thoughts really quickly. You gotta... UCLA, they're not... They're used to upsetting teams. They took down Michigan State in the first four. They took down Michigan in the Elite Eight. Uh, they uh, they did not take down the Fighting Sister Jeans. That was Oregon State. I forget who UCLA played. Oh, they played Alabama. They hung on. They barely won that game. They blew out Alabama in overtime. But it didn't really look that promising after Alabama hit that game-time buzzer beater to send the game in the overtime. But you have for UCLA, you got to control the pace of the game. So we ha- you have to be able to slow things down. You have to get Gonzaga in foul trouble and... If you don't get them in foul trouble, Gonzaga will run right over you. It'll be like it'll be over in the first ten minutes of the basketball game, guaranteed. Um, controlling the pace, the Zags they rank number three in the country in average possession length per Ken Palm, which is like a big statistical thing where everyone goes to get their to do their analysis and research and make picks on the game. Um, it's a great website. I've never used it, but I know a lot of people uh, love it a lot. UCLA, they have some really good players. They got Johnny Juzang, Tiger Campbell, or both defenders off the dribble. They can get into the lane, and they can create havoc for others. But they can also get in the lane and score as well. They So they can play basically both sides of the ball. Very good. Um, Cody Riley for UCLA can... Come up with a big play on Timmy down low. Um, Very interesting to see. But Gonzaga, they are so dominant. We thought 
one of these teams in the Elite Eight. Whoever, we thought Creighton would give them a game, maybe. Didn't happen. We thought, okay, Oklahoma might have a chance to potentially give them a game. Nope, they didn't give them a game. They, Gonzaga pulled away in the second half. USC, we thought maybe this was the best team to give them a game. Toughest team we thought Gonzaga would play all year because USC is tall. They can play defense. Nope. Gonzaga goes ahead and beats them by 19 points. But UCLA. Maybe not the toughest team they've played. But UCLA is a team that has no shortage of giving teams fits in this tournament. Is it enough though? I don't think so. I think Gonzaga wins and they cover the spread. I think they just keep dominating and we get Texas versus Spokane. We get Waco versus Spokane in the championship game in Indy. Baylor versus Gonzaga. Bears versus Bulldogs. So, how can you watch these games? Where, what channel can I watch these games? One might ask. Well, the Houston-Baylor game will be on at 5-4. Both these games, by the way, will be on your local CBS station. That is CBS, where you can catch CBS this morning in the mornings with the delightful Gail King. All right. Houston and Baylor will tip off at 5-14, and I believe pregame coverage for all the Final Four stuff starts at 2 o'clock on CBS, but I know College Game Day is airing some programming on one of the ESPN channels. And then at 8-34 is UCLA Gonzaga. So 5-14 is Houston-Baylor, the battle for who gets to represent the great state of Texas, and then who gets to represent the West Coast at 8-34. And again... Sunday, on Easter Sunday, maybe Monday, I will deliver a food of the week for you guys, or not a food of the week, a quick episode, no music, no food, no fanfare, no nothing, basically do what we just did with those two games, set the game up, the odds, storyline, give you the keys to victory, give you my pick, um, it'll be 45, will be 42.5, so... If you're listening to this on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, just know there's another episode there. You don't need to listen to it necessarily. It's just for those who want to hear my pick for the championship game. Depends on my homework load. I don't think I'll have much homework. Um, so yeah, that is the final four. And let's dig in to a food slash restaurant of... The week, and we're gonna go up. I I know I bash state co- or Penn State often. You know I always say, oh, Penn State's campus looks terrible. It's actually beautiful. It's just the football team's not good. I'm kidding. This place is somewhat a chain. They have one of these in State College, and they also have one of these under a different name called the Robin Hood Brewing Company in beautiful Belfont, Pennsylvania. I'm talking about home delivery. This place is amazing. They've got essentially every food group in America. 
every type of food. Now, the menu, it used to be, back in the day, they were both called home delivery. Then they decided, I don't know how they got Robin Hood Brewing in, if they merged or if they just created it, but they decided to branch out and start a brewery. And so they changed the name of Home Delivery to Robin Hood Brewing Company. Still essentially, that Bel- and that's the Robin Hood is in Belfont. It's essentially the same menu, but you get some place. Home D might have a different item than Robin Hood and vice versa. So, we'll go over Home Delivery first. This one is right by Hills Plaza. Home Delivery. It's like right across the street. It's right by where my Grammy lived in the nursing home where they gave out free popcorn. That was the highlight. I, Other than seeing my Grammy, obviously. <laughs> the free popcorn. Um, let me pull up Robin Hood Brewing Company real quick. Um, just so I have that menu to pull up. But one thing I loved was the crispy panko shrimp at both locations. Tremendous. The fries are out of this world, and the cheese sauce was one of the better cheese sauces I've ever had on a French fry. Then, around 12 or 13, I developed a love for chicken wings. And I didn't deliver my... I didn't find my love for chicken wings. Not at this place. I found it at Quaker Steak and Lube. That'll probably be a restaurant of the week for another date. Um... But, and I love their garlic parm wings at this place. Now, the last time I came to home delivery was 2018. I ended up getting a Philly cheese stick. I didn't get the garlic parm wings. Maybe I did. I forget. Um, but they have garlic parm. I don't even think they have garlic parm at the home delivery location. Let me see if they've got it at the other location. Yes, they do. They have garlic parm at the Belfont location. They don't at State College. There's a difference right there. They got really good crispy panko breaded onion rings. I believe they have them at both locations. They've got pizza. They've got sandwiches. They have pasta. I mentioned the cheese steaks. I think the cheese steaks are different at Robin Hood Brewing Company. No, it is not. But you can get it with cheese sauce on it. Really good. Really, really good. You get to choose the cheese. You can build your own cheese steak. It's amazing. Did I mention the French fries? They are amazing. And then you got to stay for dessert because the ter- at least at the Belfont location, the tiramisu is out of this world. Uh-huh. Just out of this world. Also, they have made-to-order mac and cheese at the Belfont location. I've never had the mac and cheese. It's really good. I don't know if they still sell this. I don't think they do. But at the Belfont location... They had, like, different varieties of popcorn creations you can make. They had garlic parm popcorn at one point. That was absolutely delicious. Um, I think they got rid of the popcorn stuff, though. I don't know. They also have pierogies. They got chips and s- as well. Burgers, obviously. There's they So, when you go to Home Delivery slash Robin Hood Brewing Company, there's two sections. There's one with, like, maybe two or three TVs. And then there's the section with all the TVs, a lot like a mini Buffalo Wild Wings. All the games on television uh, you can handle. I'd recommend, if you want if you want to get beat up, go in with Ohio State gear on. No, I'm kidding. I wore it. Got some crap. Didn't really get um, too beat up. 
they still served me, um, and whatnot. Um, but Robin Hood Brewing Company slash Home Delivery, we don't go up to State College as much anymore because other stuff happens in life, um, obviously. But one of my highlights when we get back there is going to this restaurant. Restaurants. Delicious, delicious, delicious food. Um, really good. I know the beer's probably outstanding. You can probably ask my dad. I believe he probably had some. Um, just delicious. Delicious. So, I'm sure this won't be the last state college restaurant. Holy moly, it's been a half hour. I gotta wrap this up. Wear your mask. Get your vaccine. I'm fully immune. Happy Easter. This is Sports Bar Talk. Where we got the best scene in the house.